the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn. Uh, today he'll be back on Monday morning. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, it looks like the president has narrowed his options for Supreme Court nominee down to three now. With the main focus on two in particular. Of course, the one that most people believe, uh, most conservatives believe, is the least desirable, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, some issues with him, potentially. Although, you know, everybody on the, on the list of 25... It's pretty reasonable and pretty acceptable to most most people, but this is probably the least of the best, <laughs> I guess. And uh, Raymond Kethledge is the other one who might be a little more solidly uh, constitutionalist, um, textualist. Amy Coney Barrett, it, I she's not as much apparently, according to what I've been reading in top three though in the focus. But she made the top three, uh, obviously missing from the list. Anybody we wanted the most. <laughs> Although, uh, Mike Lee in particular. Trump might pull it out of his back pocket. Though. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, I don't anticipate that happening, but it would be awesome if he just surprised us and picked Mike right. Lee. Or, or his brother, Thomas Lee, who's Mike on the Utah up. Supreme Mike Court. Mike, get up here. That'd Come be great. <laughs> great. It's not going to happen, but it'd be great. Uh, it, it's just that this time I was a little afraid that because he... Pick such a solidly constitutional guy, such a solidly conservative guy, apparently, in um, in the last Supreme Court justice, right. Gorsuch. I I was worried that this time he might, you know, go another way. So it was a little bit more palatable to the left. Well, and look, he still sticks to the list. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't yeah. waver from the list, so yes. he, he sticks with that, which makes should make everyone, you know, at least pleased. And then uh, he goes to the, the the candidate that most pleasing to the left. I I don't know that you know he's been getting beat up. He gets beat up every day, every minute, every hour. I mean, at least he can try to. If he does this, they might ease up a little bit. He I don't think the they fight, will. Though. I don't think they will. He likes but. the fight, so fight that fight. If there's anybody who likes to mix That's it up, true. it's Donald Trump. He, he I think he, he loves the yes. battle. Uh, he's he's stirring things up in Montana right now with that speech he made yesterday at the rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just nothing the guy won't say. No. Uh, so it's fascinating. But uh, President Trump said yesterday, I think I have it down to four people. And I think of the four people, I have it down to three or two. What? Wait. <laughs> right. So you have four on the list. I think I have it down to four people. And right, of the no, four, I, it's really two. Really, it's really three or two. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all outstanding. He said, "I don't want to say the four, but I have it down to four. I'll have a decision made in my mind by Sunday. We'll announce it on Monday." So he's sticking to that plan. Uh. On the short list, supposedly, were federal judges Thomas Hardiman, Amul Tapar, Joan Larson, Mike Lee, supposedly are still in contention. Mike Lee is supposedly still in contention. Ooh. 
That's pretty interesting. So it may just be speculation because he didn't say, hey, it's down to Kethledge and no, Kavanaugh. No, he did not. He didn't say that. No, he did not. The, this is speculation he by He said it was down, he had, you know, he had down to four and maybe three or two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... So he put it way better than anybody else Thank could you. have. Thank you. I mean, that's that says it all right there. I had it down <laughs> to four and maybe three or and two. And down to four, maybe three or two. What <laughs> don't you understand about that? <laughs> he definitely has a way doesn't he he's got a way of speaking a way of conducting himself it's interesting of course yesterday too pretty interesting day with the resignation of scott pruitt the epa head but they're talking about a guy that took a beating Oof. Oof, non-stop well but he you know he brought it on himself with all the spending for uh, one thing some of the uh people on his side were questioning whether you know some of that was uh yeah a little overdone yeah and, and it probably is it probably is a little bit overdone um but uh you know the, he was getting accosted in restaurants by yeah. leftists uh he was in the news almost every day being bashed by uh somebody about something so well he was killing the planet is what he was doing as well, epa director and he was killing the planet. As that leftist mother said to him, uh, we need an EPA chief who believes in climate change. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's what they believe. And, they, and look, they the, the, guy that. That, the guy that's uh, the interim director doesn't believe in it either. So he's going to be get ready for another beating of that. Um, why is it necessary to believe in a hoax to be EPA chief? <laughs> that's what I would have been asking people. <laughs> Excuse me, you want me to believe in the biggest hoax ever perpetrated on oh mankind? Oh my gosh, climate change is a hoax now? Uh-huh. Oh, it is. wow. It is. Oh, no. Now, has the climate changed a little bit? Yeah, it always does. Um, but is it catastrophic and man-caused? No. Stop it. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. He doesn't say that to the mother, though. They, no, they, he, they did, he didn't do. say anything I mean, yeah, to right. her. And, and maybe that's the good thing. I mean, when you're in a restaurant and you, you, the whatever happens is not good for you if you reply i'll tell you this he handled that restaurant encounter a lot better than i would yeah. have i would not have sat there silent just looking at her <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else you have for me well that's what i mean so but what if he replies right then it's even worse. it's a no-win situation right. and it's yeah definitely you know you because you want to you want to just say look you, d- you desperately want to why don't you sit down pumpkin let's have a little talk uh-huh exactly <laughs> exactly uh, I might have said exactly that, just not as politely. <laughs> uh, another thing is maybe, uh, how about um, you, did did I come over and bother you? I know. When when I, you were eating with your family? Because I don't know about me, I was just sitting here trying to eat, and then you came up and accosted me! I, and I hate this new thing. I, I hate accosting people in public, and that's what they're all about now. Boy, you are kidding. This is going to be the new wave, I think, of uh, events as they unfold with... Uh, people in office that the left doesn't like, they're just going to continue this tactic because they know they've struck a nerve because yeah. it's despicable and they like to be despicable. <laughs> you know what else is fascinating? Are all of the scandals completely ignored by the left during Obama's uh, reign of terror um, on this country? In the, particular, the scandal free yes, administration this, of it, Barack Obama? That's is exactly that the one, the one I'm talking about. To? Yes. Huh. Uh, that is what the very one. You? 
Are you have some made up list of some things that happened? Um, no, I have an actual list <laughs> of some actual things that occurred uh, in Obama's EPA. Uh, for instance, in uh, 2012, EPA was charged with lethal experiments on hundreds of unsuspecting subjects. That was according to uh, Forbes magazine. The EPA illegally used social media to push for new EPA regulations. A subpoena was issued after uh, McCarthy deleted nearly 6,000 text messages. Articles of impeachment were introduced against EPA head McCarthy after she was caught repeatedly lying to Congress. The EPA inspector general said McCarthy was lying when she said Michigan deserved blame for the Flint crisis. After the Colorado mine disaster, the EPA covered up incriminating evidence to shield its agents from prosecution. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I had forgotten about a lot of these. Uh, The EPA knew risk of a blowout before the Colorado mine disaster and then later covered up the evidence. The EPA allowed a known convicted child molester to remain on the payroll for years, putting him in a position to interact with the public. I'd forgotten about that. Right. McCarthy was accused of permitting a workplace hostile to women, including letting workers download porn, even child porn. Uh, Gina McCarthy spent $630,000 on international travel from 2013 to 2016. Well, nobody talked about her spending. Nope. Ever. That's what I'm saying. I mean, not that, a peep. I mean, while while it's possible that uh, you know Scott Pruitt was doing some things that were uh, violating uh, some were some issues, yeah, but not like questionable. This. Uh, Obama's EPA hid experimental data debunking the 2015 ozone rule. Obama EPA employees earned overtime without justification. The EPA warned Alaskans to stop burning wood to keep warm. while conducting water tests in alaska epa agents treated locals like enemy combatants even pointing a shotgun at a septuagenarian Uh, that's somebody over the age of 70 uh (laughs) i just translated that for you thank you i appreciate it uh after committing one of the worst environmental atrocities in colorado history with the gold gold king mine disaster the epa still insisted it should have control over the nearby animus river and wasn't that the river that turned... Yeah. They had to turn orange or red yeah. or something. It was some right. weird, strange, high, high color. It was I mean, that that made news for about three minutes. And then it was gone. Done. Done. Nobody talked about it anymore. Done. Even as the Obama administration portrayed the Flint, Michigan water crisis as a failure of Michigan's Republican governor, records show his EPA knew about the issue but didn't tell anybody. The EPA threatened a Wyoming man with... $20 million in fines for creating an ecologically beneficial pond for his farm livestock. The EPA's Water Sense program urged kids not to take many baths. Oh, the good. EPA is creating a wireless system to track how long hotel guests spend in the shower. Oh, remember that? It's, yeah, I, oh it's all coming back. Yes. Because these things weren't talked about for days and weeks and months on end. They might have been Talk mentioned, and then, and then it was on. it. That then was it. Was it. Over. Because the media wasn't interested. There are 43 of these. You don't even have time to list all the scandals during the Obama administration wow. that went virtually unreported. And even though, you know, we pay attention to this stuff every day and look for this stuff and talk about this stuff every day, I had forgotten about a lot of these because 
Nobody spent any time with it. Right. But I mean, at least we did talk about it at the yeah, time. Yeah, we talked about but a lot just, of these. I don't know how. We just didn't beat him to death. Right. I mean, how long do you beat it? Yeah. I, I don't know. There were too many other things going on. <laughs> Correct. Every day. Right. But now that there's a guy in office that they hate, uh, it's the worst thing in the world. And he's the worst EPA head ever. So, hey, just a little reminder. I mean, in in Obama's scandal-free administration. Thank you. Thank you. In this list alone, I mean, five for, for 2013, um, uh, May 14th, May 31st, June 4th, June 5th, June 7th, June 10th. I mean, it was always something. Always something. Yeah, really amazing. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Pat Gray, Jeffy for Glenn. It's really sad news. Ed Schultz died. I know. I mean, did we have our battles with him? Absolutely. In fun political ways? Of course. Of course we did. Uh, but, wow, that's that's very, very sad. He's, he was only 64. Now, people, I, I, I never met Ed Schultz in person, so I didn't know him. People said great things about him yesterday. Um, people who'd worked with him, people who did know him, said he was a, a really good guy. Um, and so, Ed, they didn't really say what the cause of death no, was, other than not. natural causes. Natural causes. Mm. Not sure what that. What not that sure is. what that means. No. Is that too much pork in your diet? Is that heart attack? Anything? Stroke? Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I don't it's know. Too is bad. Cancer? Is that a natural cause? I don't think so, but maybe. I, you know, it, they have not said, so I, I don't know that we will. I mean, I guess sometime down the line we'll have to know, right? That usually comes mm-hmm. out. Usually does, yeah. Um, especially if you're any kind of a celebrity. But uh, condolences, certainly no for his kidding. wife and family and, and those who do. Very sad. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, then we have this grown man in the Whataburger, a little attack in San Antonio yes. uh, the other day. Um, 30 years old, this guy. Walks past these three teenagers sitting there having lunch, picks up one of their large drinks and throws it in the face of this 16-year-old kid. Again, 30-year-old grown man uh, throws his drink in his face because he's wearing a a, a Trump cap. Also tore the cap off of his head. Yeah, ripped hair out of his head. Ripped some hair out. And stole it from him. Well, fortunately... The guy was recognized, found, and fired from yeah. his job. So, a little poet, poetic justice there. I don't know why all of a sudden, and maybe it's not all of a sudden, I, I guess this kind of stuff has been coming for a while, but h- how do you think that's okay? How do you? How have we gotten to the point where a grown man thinks it's okay to treat 16-year-old kids like this? Uh- I don't know. This was, you know, you said uh, it was unbelievable uh, a lunch, but it was in the it was in the middle of the night, really. Oh, it was yeah, like two a.m. But right. so, but so nobody's in there, right? I mean, yeah. that may have been where he felt empowered. Is that the kids, the boys were in there, they're eating. Nobody else is in there, and he can be a jerk, you know, without anybody else confronting him because he knows the sixteen-year-olds probably won't confront him, and they really didn't, and probably shouldn't have. You know, it just seems like uh, there there was a time when you would see something that you disagreed with and uh, think something to yourself and move on. Or, <laughs> you know, or you would just say, 
What are you doing wearing that Make America Great hat again? Right. Don't you know? Oh, what are you doing? You like Trump Joke or what? around a little bit with him? I, yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's okay to disagree. Uh, it's not anymore, though. No, it's not. not. Not even close. And that's sad. Well, and it's it's frightening because it feels, you know, like we're on the brink of just coming apart at the seams. I know. And that's what a lot of people are predicting. We had that survey that came out last week that said that um, so many Americans right now, wasn't it? Uh, it was, I think it was like 48% of Americans believe that we're within oh, five years civil of civil war. war. Yeah. And at this pace, it's hard not to believe that unless we get a grip on it. You know, I, I see Beto O'Rourke uh, bumper stickers from time to time. And don't yell and scream and go crazy over the person who has it on their car uh, let me tell you or has a lawn sign. There's, there's a Beto Yard sign in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I have ripped that thing down. Have you? Kicked it. Uh-huh. Thrown it up against the house. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, and yet they keep putting it back up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal. Of course not. No. I mean, I haven't seen that many of them, thankfully. No, uh, I have not either. I've seen I a just yard saw another sign one. and a bumper sticker. That's saw one I've last seen. week. And we've... So, that makes between yard signs and bumper stickers. Beto O'Rourke, by the way, if you if you're not familiar, is the guy running against Ted Cruz in the blue wave. There's a blue wave sweeping Texas. Blue wave. Okay, and this is the guy. This is the Irish American who, for some reason, has adopted a a Hispanic nickname. He's not Hispanic, but no, he's got he's a not. Hispanic nickname. Uh, I thought that was cultural appropriation. I, w- I thought that was verboten. I, I, you weren't supposed to do that. Not, not, not if he's just he's been. He's been it, it's Beto is just what he's been called, Pat. He's just called that. It's not. Yeah, you can't. You can't take appropriate anything. He's just called that. You can't be called that. That's somebody else's culture. You're appropriating <laughs> someone else's culture, and I won't hear of it. <laughs> and yet. Uh, Beto continues to uh, he does well he's part of the use blue it. wave and we've seen like you said we've got what uh, two or three bumper stickers in the Metroplex and a yard sign and three or four yard signs so now yeah uh, you want to talk about a wave I think we're up to seven total sightings Ooh. it's it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a, almost a tidal wave at this point <laughs> a tidal wave of Beto O'Rourke. now here's what blows me away according to a poll last week Ted Cruz is ahead of Beto O'Rourke, but only by five points. No way. I don't believe that. I don't either. I don't believe that. Fifteen, maybe. Not five. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Are you interested in your financial freedom? I know that I am. On Thursday, July 19th, Glenn is going to be hosting a free online investment trading broadcast that could be very valuable to you. It's on a new asset class that, personally, he has been investing in for a while. I have as well. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. You've heard us talking about this on the air. You might not understand them. They're very difficult to understand unless you have someone who really gets it. And this is going to be a really easy way to understand them. We've been talking about these for a long time. It's a great way to restore your financial freedom if you can understand them and do it right. Would you like to learn more about cryptocurrencies? Would you like some free investment training? BeckCryptoShow.com is the place to go to register for a free special event right now. Glenn and Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter are going to walk you through the new case for Bitcoin and 
Tika is going to give you the names of three cryptocurrencies that he recommends that you should buy right now. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for this free event to make sure that you don't miss it. BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, coming up right after this program, make sure you check out a special edition of my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, on the Blaze uh, Radio.com, BlazeTV.com. We did a special show, uh, The Blaze Got Talent, uh, what yeah. was it, a month or two ago? A couple months. And got really good feedback on it. So if you missed that, yeah, it was, um, oh man, the show is really good. Really a, a fun show. Amazing uh, talent that uh, you have out there. In this seriously. Audience. I know. Seriously good talent. So uh, make sure you tune in immediately following the Glenn Beck program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. So according to a number of black female leaders, top Democrats Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer failed to defend Maxine Waters after the lawmaker encouraged the harassment of Trump employees wherever they are in public, restaurants, department stores, uh, I, I assume in church. If you see them there, you can start screaming at them at the top of your lungs. Well, Democratic leadership didn't back her up uh, because I think they were being a little bit, I don't know, responsible, maybe. A tad, but well, that's one of the first times ever. I mean, I will say that. It did. It did. It was, it was shocking that we decided that, wow. Yeah, I was surprised. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi didn't come to her aid. I was actually surprised. And I know, because they, they usually tow that line, man. It doesn't matter. But because... I guess because Maxine Waters is black, they're racist for not backing her up. They must endorse everything she does, no matter how hateful or ridiculous it is. Well, that's just, that is, it's just silly. Self is ridiculous. Yeah, it is just silly. And, and like we said, I was actually surprised they did the right thing there and said, no, you know what? We're, that's, that's un American. To hassle people in public like that. Come on. That, can you do it? Uh, I don't know. It depends. Your rights kind of stop where you're infringing on other people's. And they have just as much right to be in that restaurant or that department store as you do. And to try to drive them out is sort of fascistic, isn't it? I mean, you're trying to take away their right to be there. Yeah. You're trying to make their life miserable. And uh, it's it just shouldn't be done. And that's kind of what they said but because well, Maxine is black that's a racist uh, of course, viewpoint now i mean that was of course we should, we definitely should have seen that coming because it absolutely is going to be seen that way by many but uh you know chuck schumer and nancy pelosi also know that they want to be able to go out and eat dinner places and be left alone yes they don't want this reciprocated yeah that's correct in any way and I think that's great because this thing could really escalate. As we were talking about a few minutes ago, we got to get a grip on this, on the nastiness in the country. Yes. Can't we disagree without being disagreeable? <laughs> isn't isn't that the question we love to ask? I've gone up, Pat. You know, isn't that right, yes. Jeffy? Can't we all just get along? Can't we? We've got we've to find a path. Love. You know, I think... England Dan and John Ford Cooley said it best when they said, love is the answer. Before even knowing the question, they said that was the answer. So, 
Let's return to the friendly days yes. of England, and, Dan, and, and John, John Ford, Ford Coley, and remember that. Uh, you know what I love seeing is uh, are all these stories about the kind of shape Sweden is in now, because here we are with this socialist movement in America where we've got all these Democrats who really aren't Democrats. They're socialists, and they're just using the Democrat Party. Oh, yeah. I mean, the head of the DNC already said that's the wave of the future. That's, uh, that's, their, yeah. that's our party. Right. And we've been saying that for years. Democrats and socialists, the same thing. Um, and so as we head in that direction, the usually the countries that are held up are not Venezuela, because that's obviously a failed state. Cuba, failed state. China, oh. uh, we all know there's a lot of oppression and hundreds of millions of people in poverty there. So they always, they always turn to Sweden and Denmark and Norway and Finland for yeah. your examples. Well, we've had story after story lately of what kind of shape Sweden and these other nations, these Scandinavian countries are in. Um, they are taking a beating right now. Just nine weeks left in their political campaigning in Sweden the latest polls estimate the level of support for Sweden's social Democrats is at about 25%. Wow. People are so tired of the socialist policies yeah. there that the social Democrats are are in danger of losing for the first time in a really long time. Well, wait a minute. I thought this was your Shangri-La. I thought this was where they're really doing it right and we should go by the European socialist model. That's what. That's kind of what we're told all the time. That's what's uh, inferred all the time. But what's happening is uh, people see this whole thing starting to crumble under this social welfare that's going on. Correct. It costs a lot of money to offer everybody free education, free health care, uh, guaranteed jobs, free housing if you need it. <laughs> you just can't afford that. It's got to come from someplace. There's just not a magical government tree that's growing money to pass out to people. And so it's catching up to them, even in the, uh, even in the nirvana that is Sweden. Even in Finland, where they just did the minimum income thing. They did a lottery and drew out a bunch of names. And it, it didn't really even have much to do with your income level. But they started sending people, I think it was $2,500 um, for the year. And just, here's free money. Uh, go spend it with whatever you want, however you want. And they were going to continue that policy for a couple of years. And it went so poorly for them in Finland, they decided, yeah, you know what? We're going to stop now. Uh, we're not going to go for the rest of the uh, year and a half that we have on this program because it ain't working. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it would, look, I for a, a basic minimum income, mm -hmm. uh, would I think would work. If, if mm -hmm. you were to get I'm rid of to hear. If, all other programs, which you'll never do, that'll never happen. If you were to get rid of all other programs, all other welfare programs, mm -hmm. and just say, we'll give you so much money a year or, you know, monthly or whatever, however you, however you right. work it out, um, possible that you might be able to make it work. I have my doubts that it would work even then. But, but, I don't th but you're never going to convince anyone right. to get rid of all the other 
programs because no. they 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 they'll <laughs> believe that they're getting they're getting robbed of the program that they're already on. Right, exactly. You can't get rid of the social programs you right. already have. Just like you can't get rid of the taxes that you already have, which is why when people talk about the fair tax and they say, "Well, this replaces," you don't understand. This is a, <laughs> it's a great tax because, because it's just on the new products you buy and it gets rid of all the other taxes every other federal it? tax in the world goes away as well as the irs and i always it's just not going to happen right those taxes never go away i would i love that you bet would i love to abolish the irs you bet are we ever going to no, no. i mean i i don't foresee it it would be a miracle to make that happen oh no way and no I just way. don't see that happening. But it's it's interesting <clears throat> to see all of these socialist policies that are being tried all over the world just begin to crumble. And in fact, we're trying a bunch of them here with the $15 an hour uh, minimum wage in places like Seattle. And it's not working. No, it is not. And kids aren't able to find jobs. And so you're cutting back on jobs. And then when you're trying to push this in other areas, the $15 minimum wage uh, what do they do instead? Instead of hiring new people, uh, they go automated, which turns into then you get more talk about basic minimum income, right? Because people can't find jobs. Well, how about we don't pay them the fifteen dollars an hour? It's a, it's a never-ending cycle it's here. Definitely a never-ending cycle. It's really strange how it, it's I, I don't, that they don't see it. Now there are some countries, you know, on top of all of the programs, and then there, in Europe you're talking about uh, uh, migration. Uh, for uh, new settlers into those countries that they're just allowing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's been that's going roof. really well for them. It's going yeah, really well. I mean, Merkel has has lost pretty much her battle. Yeah. Uh, in Germany, because they're saying, um, Angela, uh, we love taking all these people, but no more. <laughs> Relax on it, baby. That's the thing. There comes a time when you just can't do it anymore. And Hungary is like, uh, we didn't never, we never wanted them. We don't want them now. Uh, if you want to come to Hungary, we'll we'll talk to you about coming in. But uh, no, that's why right now, uh, with all of the emphasis on the immigration situation, it is now considered the top issue in the United States of America. It's it's even considered above the economy and healthcare as the most important issue. That's going to uh, determine Americans' vote ahead of the uh, midterms coming up. Now, I think Democrats see that as well. That's a good thing for us because uh, they can't stand Trump's policy of separating right. families. And while separating families certainly isn't a popular strategy, that doesn't mean people want you to just open up the border and Correct. let everybody come who wants to come. Correct. And they're going to misunderstand that. I think. I think many of them already do. They're going to uh, misunderestimate uh, what that means, you see. <laughs> they're going to they're going to misunderestimate us uh, in the meantime. <laughs> and they're going to misunderestimate what that means at the polls. In the words of George Bush. Um so while the zero tolerance thing has been tough going, and the Trump administration has gotten a, has taken a beating for it. They still don't want illegals to just be allowed to come uh, as much as they want, go back and forth as they please. Don't even worry about the border. I, we I don't, don't need either. any security there. I don't either. I'm on that side. Are you on that I'm side? On that side. Yeah, on you're the there now. Side. Mm. On the hateful side. The hateful side. Yeah. 
I don't want him coming back and forth. I don't want him coming in the country. <laughs> I want I want to put a closed side up. We're closed. We're closed. We're closed. No Sorry. vacancy. <laughs> blink, blink. I do want to. I mean, the border has got to be secured, and we just never have. We've we've never done that. At least not in the last fifty years. We we have not secured the border, and that should be the first the first priority of any discussion on immigration. And until you've done Absolutely. that, you can't fix the problem. Triple eight nine hundred thirty. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. That's seven two seven B E C K. This is something. Um, according to a study, a survey in Great Britain, only two thirds of Generation Z, which is roughly sixteen to twenty-two ish, okay. Only two-thirds of them identify as exclusively heterosexual. 66%. Meaning 34% or something else? Well, I mean, well, you don't want to limit your options. Gay, trans, whatever. Yeah. LGBTQIA+. A plus. plus. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to miss any option. We don't want to exclude any possibility. <laughs> I mean, they're making it all, all okay. It, that's for yeah, sure yeah and and apparently uh, according to this uh research among millennials so that's a generation before for the generation z right generation z i believe is the latest generation okay well they can't be the latest if they're 16 because there's going to be one after that which are what what are those called people who are born in the last 15 years Anyway, um, among punks. punks. Yes, Little you're punks. right. That's Little exactly what the punk. punk generation. <laughs> among millennials, 71% say they're exclusively heterosexual. That's, that's still low. Uh, 85% in Gen X and 88% of baby boomers. Research uh, suggested that social media is playing a big part of this, with young people more likely to be aware of different sexualities. Right. Uh, of experimentation being more open and fluid in their attitudes. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. I, I watched a show. And you can see that reflected in the TV programs. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And movies. It, 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 well, I mean, we're getting, uh, uh, what's her face is getting hollered at now because she's going to play a transgender person, right? Uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the, the trans uh, And community. how dare she play yeah, a transsexual oh person when she's not transsexual. I, I won't hear of an actress acting. <laughs> I won't have enough. That's just enough. That's enough. Well, that should go to a trans person. If you have a trans role, it should go to a trans actor. Is what That's what they believe. I know, I know. I haven't given it a lot of thought. Uh, I mean, not as much as I probably they already, should. They've already got. It. Looking at it from their point of view, mm-hmm. uh, you have the uh, you know the Italian American uh, uh, group that you know they all play in the mafia right. movies. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, Native American uh, actors and actresses that they all play in any parts that any shows that use Native Americans. That those are the you know they they pull from that uh, from that crowd yep which is fine mm-hmm. you know I got no problem with that whatsoever so you know, from their point of view I guess Hollywood should be doing that so too. if you have a trans part it should be a trans actor should be a trans actor however how many trans actors do you know with the and, notoriety and, and, of Scarlett Johansson right. and worthy enough you want of a, drawing a crowd yeah. correct you want a star you want people correct. to come to your movie you want an, an actress it's crazy.
888-727-BECK. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Scott Pruitt resigned as EPA head yesterday. In the meantime, another scandal from the EPA uh, sort of spilled out. Um, and I, I don't know if this was a final straw or what, but a senior scheduler, Madeline Morris, was fired last summer for allegedly questioning the practice of deleting items from the official calendar at Scott Pruitt's right. behest. Uh, so that's that's kind of blowing up too and maybe he you know maybe that was the final straw and, you know there were other th- there were some other things that they said that he asked them to do i mean i when you are the boss what's too far asking employees what to do for you well if it's illegal that's too far hey. can we agree on that or? Hey. hey what's illegal of course i forgot who i was talking to for a second <laughs> <laughs> and again this ignores the 43 scandals right of course of course under uh gina mccarthy's reign of terror at the epa and barack obama um 40 i know it's three amazing that that the media it couldn't care less about they don't care about this and stuff. we went down some they of that care. list uh last hour yeah and, there's not even time to go over all and, of it and some of them you go, oh that's right and then we moved mm-hmm. on. Oh, that's right. Then we moved on. I, I remember oh, that's right. talking about a lot yeah. of these, and and then they just disappeared. Let's go away. Because I mean, I, I think we talked about it on talk radio, but sure, I don't think it was picked up by CNN or MSNBC. They certainly didn't spend any time with it if no. they did pick it up at all. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Let's go to John in Indiana. John, hi. You're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Good to talk to you, boys. You I too. want to go back to the uh, immigration thing mm-hmm. and uh, put forth a proposition that immigration is an obsolete concept and that we need to uh, do something mm-hmm. completely different. And this is tied in, immigration is tied in directly with uh, imperialism. The left always says imperialism is bad and you got to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, your basic function materialism is one group of people going someplace else to live, people moving their residents. Well, if that's imperialism under, say, the Spanish in the old days, and it was organized by a government to get rid of people or to conquer territory, it's still people moving. Mm-hmm. But if it's just people coming over your borders because it's it's way crappier where they're from, uh, it's still people moving from place to place. Now, that might have worked when the, the world was kind of empty, but we're a little bit full up in all the habitable zones. So I think we're at a posi- position now where we need to say, everybody just... Stay where you were born, dig in, and make that place better. But, you know, we tried that when we tried to take Americanism around the world and, you know, show people how to make cars and play Mm -hmm. baseball, and they called us imperialists for doing it. So you can't satisfy the left. They're completely unreasonable. But immigration should die. If imperialism's got to go, then immigration's got to go. Yeah, are you talking imperialism or colonialism? You're- well, colonialism, yeah. imperialism, mm-hmm. you know, it was basically guys at the top, you know, yeah. pushing people in and out. I mean, 
you can't shift populations anymore. There's nowhere to run to. Dig in and, uh, you know, well, there's what you got, because that's where you're at. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. <laughs> it, it, there's definitely something to staying where you are and making it better. And we never discuss that. No, we don't. And we, we never discuss it at all. And even uh, some countries are asking, uh, Syria, I believe, is asking some of their uh, former people to come back and yeah. help them rebuild. Well, um, and they should. Uh, yeah. Look they, at how many people. Should. Look at how many men between 18 and 34, like fighting age, just left. Just instead of defending their country, instead of trying to make it better, Instead of fighting for where they lived, they just left and went to Europe. I mean, millions. Uh, so what responsibility do people in their country have of making their country habitable? I, I think they have a responsibility. I think so too. In fact, I know they do, and, and we all know they do. But we, we never talk about, you know, Mexico taking some responsibility for the shape that that country's in. And trying to make it a better place to live. I mean, you're talking about one of the highest murder rates in the world. Oh, yeah. On the scale of a war zone. On the scale of, like, Syria the and thousands. Iraq. The tens of thousands. Yeah. And with a population of one-third the United States of America, they had, I think it was, five to 10,000 more murders last year. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it is. It's unbelievable. During the campaign, 182 politicians and candidates were murdered. 182. Uh, the situation's out of control there. And if people can't afford to live there, um, something's got to be done by right. the people of Mexico. Right. you got to rise up and make it better. And it's interesting because rather than encourage that, this new president, who's a big leftist, a socialist, uh, the most left-wing person elected in Mexico since probably the 30s. And he's talking about, well, everybody has a basic human right to come into the United States. Of course, of course, of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, they don't. No, they, no, don't. they don't. No, they, they don't. don't. There is That's... no basic human right to sneak across our border illegally. No. no. So, in contrast to that, the first lady of Honduras came to the border and she was talking to her people and encouraging them to go back home and stay there. And she encouraged nice. her, her people of Honduras to stay there and help us transform it and make it better so that you don't need to come to the United States. Make Honduras better. What a concept. What a concept. Really? You could maybe stay there, educate yourself there, uh, learn a skill there. Whatever resources your country has, let's make it work. Let's take advantage of them. Yes. Let's exploit our resources, and let's make it a better place to live. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer. It does. It does. Uh, Travis in North Dakota, you're on the Glenn Beck Program. Morning, boys. How are you doing today? Good. Good. I don't care. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the, the living wage thing in Sweden, and they're wanting to do that here. In my opinion, what the, the best way to get a living wage and a, and a good minimum wage is you don't need to say that. You just need the jobs. Right now in Williston, we're short at least five to 6,000 people that I'm aware of 
at the last I heard to go to work. Yeah. Five to six thousand? I think more than that. Five to six thousand. Wow. Yeah, it, it, I think it is more than that. Yeah, that I is so in, just in my in my area. But uh, I have a revolving door of people coming in to apply for. I own a trucking company, and these people come in and. Either they can't pass a drug test, or I have them say, well, can you just sign my sheet for unemployment saying that I was looking for a job? That's actually the biggest and, problem that they have wow. in, in uh, South Texas and West Texas, uh, down in Midland and stuff, with uh, the driving, yeah. pull, hauling oil, and uh, and uh, everything around with truck drivers. They'll train you to do it. they give you money, yeah, they'll train I you will. to do it, but they can't. Uh, so yeah, many people come in, can't pass the drug test. Can't hmm. pass the drug test or don't want to go to work. I have colleagues, friends of mine that own their own businesses as well. And they can't. They they need labor hands. Can't find labor hands. People just to to run shovels, turn wrenches, use hammers, even run operate equipment. They still have to pass a drug test. They can't find help. Nobody can find help. We're to the point where we can't hire people. We have to buy them. You know, basically we have to we have to spend so much money to get them to come to work for us that are right. you know it, it's causing an inflationary uh, deal up right. here. But wow, that's we, amazing. We can't find help and. And I've got friends across the country I've talked to in Iowa, in a in a in a bunch of different places that it's it's not just here, it's it's nationwide. Yes. Nobody can find help that's qualified, wants to go to work or can go to work because of their current drug situation. Now what what it's, city it's, uh, do you what city are you in in North Dakota? I'm in Williston. I'm right in the heart of the Bakken. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh that's still booming. It's it's picking up again. It's getting here right now summer's here you know frost is out of the ground everybody's really going to work and and we just can't find help it, it's really a struggle to find people to go to work and and i mean the oil industry pays pretty well right yes they do oh no oh, very well i mean but the problem is you know people come here thinking they're going to kick gold bricks out of their way walking down the street they don't realize that yeah it pays well but you have to work for it i mean it is you start at the bottom unless you're already been in it, and you can move to a different spot laterally and and go up from there. But if you're going to come up here and start with no experience, you have to work. And oh, a lot I don't, don't want to do that. And, I don't want to work. I, I wanted to well, start I, at maybe vice president of the company or maybe CEO. That's where I want to begin. And that's that's and the mindset of, of the millennials, in, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. want to start out in managerial positions, and they don't know what they're doing. They don't even know how to run the shovel, let alone tell you how to run the shovel. They want to start out <laughs> where their parents ended up. Yes. That's what they want to do. Appreciate it. Thanks, Travis. And they know exactly, you know, you said they, I mean, he tried to make you think that they didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, they've seen it. They've seen people do that stuff before. Yeah, they've watched it on TV. If you, once you've seen it, you know how to do it. Mm, they've talked to their dad about their job. Same thing. They know how to do that. Same thing. <laughs> there's nothing to it i mean this older generation makes it seem like it's so tough and you gotta work your whole life for what you have uh-uh no Ooh. i'm starting there oh, <laughs> i'm starting there it sure does seem that way triple eight seven two seven back pat gray and uh jeffy glenn's back on monday it shows you who really cares about you uh jeffy and i do i mean thank, we thank are you. here for you on independence week right. we're here is Stu here? No. Nope. Is Glenn here? No. Nope. Pat Gray is here. Jeff Fisher is here. Thank you. That's who cares about we you. We do. We care about you. We do. We care about you and your family's health. <laughs> not all the family. No. Well, I mean, Pat may be all the family, I, but not Your me. extended family that's like in Arkansas, yeah, no, I'm not sure I care them. about them that much. But uh, Can they hear the signal? Well, yes, they can. Yeah, they can. They actually can. So we do. We love them a great deal. Never mind. Forget what I said. <laughs> 
Right. It is a national show. So uh, where are you going to go with that? Uh, 888-727-BECK. Of course, uh, Scott Pruitt is out at the EPA. The other thing is, uh, the other big, big news is that apparently President Trump has narrowed the field down to, he said four. And of those four, maybe three or two. <laughs> it's the exact quote. I don't know why you why you think that's so, <laughs> so bad. I love it. The man just... I made, love the way he thinks clear, and speaks. It's clear as day. It's just awesome. So that means to all the experts that the two most likely are Kavanaugh and Kethledge. But he didn't yeah. say that. So that's just speculation. He has also uh, met with and spoken to, and on the short list is uh, Thomas Hardiman, Amultapar, Joan Larson, and Mike Lee. That's interesting. Right? So apparently he made the short list. I mean, I doubt it. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. it's He's not going to want to lose the Senate seat. I don't think it's likely. I mean, I, Mike would take it, obviously, and I think he's made that pretty clear. He would take it if it was offered. It's a good gig. Yeah, he's wanted to be. I mean, he's loved the Supreme Court since he was 10 years old. Right. Shows how geeky he is. Um, but uh, also his love for the Constitution. I know. Is, uh, Isn't that what the Supreme Court is supposed to? Supposed now, I, to. I don't know if I'm right or not, so I just want to mm. be clear. But the Supreme Court is supposed to look at things and see how constitutional they are. Well, I don't know. Let's see. What did, uh, what did Justice Ginsburg say about that? You should certainly be aided by all the mm-hmm. Constitution writing that has gone on. Uh-huh. Since the end of World War II. Wait, what? That doesn't include ours. Uh, so I would not look to the U.S. Constitution oh, if I, I were drafting wow. a constitution I in see. the year 2012. Oh. I <laughs> might look at the Constitution of South Africa. That was a, a deliberate <laughs> I mean, attempt. That just makes you laugh out loud to hear it. <laughs> it would be funny if it weren't so... It weren't so non-funny. Absolutely horrifying. Attempt to have a fundamental instrument of government that mm-hmm. embraced basic human rights. Yeah, we don't have that here. We no, don't have, no. There's no basic human rights in the United States. No. Uh, that's why you see all these labor camps all over the place. Had an independent judiciary. I wish we had an independent judiciary. wonder where they got that idea. Huh. <laughs> why didn't those 56 idiots think of an independent judiciary? Ah! Here she is part of the highest <laughs> level of the independent judiciary. She's talking about South Africa. It's, it, it really Good is. Uh, really I is. Think a, she thinks A so. great, great. Uh, piece of work that was piece done. Yeah. yeah. Um, much more recently than the U.S. Constitution. The, mm-hmm. It's newer. Uh, Canada. Canada, right. Uh, I mean, uh, if it's Canada, newer, it's better. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Has a charter of rights and mm-hmm. freedoms. Dates from. Charter of rights and freedoms. I, I wish we had that. <laughs> Which we don't you know, something like because we're, we're old. What's it called? So, what would you call something like a charter of rights and for a bill of rights? Something like that. If only we had that. If it was well, that's as Canada no, does. No foresight no. on the part of uh, those fifty-six old white guys. Um, uh, Nineteen eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-two is when Canada did. Certainly, look at the European Much Convention better. on Human Rights. The European, the European Convention, Convention on Human, on human rights. rights. That's first and foremost. It's one of my favorite when conventions you, you on human rights how many people we just just kill and just kick <laughs> off in the ditches 
the there, piles of no dead bodies oh on the streets no every human, morning. No human they have to there. come by and clean there's up. No human rights. None. So, so yes, why not take advantage? Why not of what there is elsewhere in the world? That is unbelievable. That is seriously unbelievable. She said that in 2012. She's still in the Supreme Court in 2018. How is that possible? After saying I don't that, know. She should have been impeached. You should have impeached her right after that speech. Uh, because did she ever walk that back though? I mean, did she ever try to? Not that I can remember. She ever try to explain that away? Like, ah, oh, we were just hypothetically. I don't think she ever feels around, the need to walk anything back. Kicking around, you know, yeah. constitutions. And- She's eighty-five years old. She thinks what she thinks, and I don't think she cares anymore. You know, and it's interesting that she and uh, Scalia were such good friends. I know vacations together with their spouses, and I mean, hung out and were apparently close buddies. I don't. It's weird to me. Uh, all right, John in New York. You're on the Glenn Good Beck morning, program. Good morning, gentlemen. First time caller. How you doing? Good. I, I'm calling in regards to basically a story about my grandfather. Okay. He came over from Italy. Mm-hmm. I still look at his green card every day. Wow. You look at and his green card every day? Every day. I have it in the lockbox, the firebox. Oh. He passed away a few years ago. Okay. So I was lucky enough to be born in the United States and very... Very good. Mm-hmm. My point being is there's work enough for everybody. Come in the right way. Mm-hmm. He worked at the GE in Schenectady, New York, for 45 years. Got a pension, got everything. Wow. So it's not like we're we're chasing people out. If they come Ellis Island, right, we're Satchel Liberty. Yep. Had all this publicity over the weekend. Yes, it His did. His name is on the plaques and everything. His family name is on the plaques and everything down in Ellis Island. So question... They came in ships by the groves, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If they all come the right way, it's not a problem. I, I, I don't. It's not a problem, right? Right. I think we're all in agreement on that. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, we're, here, we're all in agreement on that. I, I have no no problem with that whatsoever. We're advocates of legal immigration. Big immigration advocates. Just come legally, and we absolutely love legal immigrants because they bring a vitality and hopefully a love for this country and an excitement that they're here in this land of liberty and you know all of those things that we know from our ancestors like john was just talking about it was a seemed to be a little bit different attitude though because i know for my grandmother who came here from ireland and spoke gaelic she would not allow her children to speak gaelic she you're in america you will speak english that happened uh, uh, to a lot of families. Yeah, absolutely. They wanted to assimilate. It's a different feeling now. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with, and that is the news and why it matters. If you like this show, you're going to love the news and why it matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The news and why it matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and uh, Jeffy today. Glenn is back Monday morning, 888-727-BECK. Sometimes it's hard to believe the things that come out of the mouth of the people uh, on MSNBC. Uh, the morning cup of postum with uh, Susie and Biffy or whatever their names are. I love Susie and Biffy. Uh, Biffy love is great. I love them. 
and and uh, and really, so is Biffy. If I were to be honest, they're both thank you, fantastic. I, I know, that's what I was trying to say. I love them. <laughs> I love them. I mean, it, you know, what's fun with Joe and Mika is that they used to deny and they used to get really angry when you insinuated that there was a little something going on between the two of them. Oh, no, or nothing could be dare you. How dare you say that is just so wrong of you to infer that. Working with each other. Mm-hmm. We just got to... this wonderful work relationship. We're completely businesslike and professional over here. Uh-huh. Now he's uh, trying to make out with her on camera. Right. <laughs> and, and I it's guess bad. they're getting married sometime. I don't I don't we nobody knows when. Are they? We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I think that was uh look, if you guys are gonna be busy fooling around in your office every afternoon at least say you're getting married <laughs> maybe maybe that's what's going on uh, no, I, I don't know look, I'm, i hope look if they're happy and they want to get married and spend the rest of their life together good for them you know what amazes me though is you know he's always claimed that he's this hardcore conservative Wait, um, you said claimed i well, I mean, he is. I mean, and rightly so. Why wouldn't he claim? Okay, thank since you. he is so obviously conservative. <laughs> listen, yet listen to this. I wonder. I wonder why. Talking um, about that in the next block. I do wonder why people that used to call themselves conservatives, uh, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, people who used to claim to be Republicans. Is there anything that could come out of his mouth at this point that would make any lick of sense? <laughs> you know oh, those, my gosh. You know I can't people. believe Joe Scarborough is going down this road. Um, <laughs> but aren't. They're not even close. They're not. And not I even guess close. they never were. <laughs> oh, see? He guesses they, they never, never were. were. Joe Sorry. Scarborough? Attention. Pot. Someone is calling the kettle black. Attention, Mr. Pot. Who's calling the kettle black? Uh, that is, I mean, that is unbelievable. No self-awareness at oh, all. No way. No way. <laughs> Mr. MSNBC, Mr. Jump on every conservative principle and every conservative uh, person and and every... Everything that even smacks of Republican, he and Mika have dissected for years now. But Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity are not conservatives and never were? Oh. Okay, thank you. Uh, It's good to know. (laughs) It's fascinating. (laughs) Uh, Also, Pope Francis urging governments uh, to make good on their commitments to curb global warming. That's about time. Yeah, finally. Uh, Warning that climate change, continued unsustainable development, and rampant consumption threatens to turn the earth into a vast pile of rubble, deserts, and refuge. How many times have I said almost exactly the same thing? Thank you. Well, never. It's never happened, but still. Um He made the appeal at a Vatican conference, marking the third anniversary of his landmark environmental encyclical, Praise Be. The document, meant to spur action at the 2015 Paris Climate Conference, called for a paradigm shift in humanity's relationship with Mother Nature. Um, There is real danger that we will leave future generations only rubble, deserts, 
and refuge. Thank you. But the Paris Accord, I guess, is going to fix that. Because why? That could lower the temperature by something like 0.05 degrees over the next 50 years. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, the Paris Accord does nothing. It doesn't fix it. And they admitted it doesn't fix it. It, even if everybody abided by it, even if the United States stayed in it, and we all abided by the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, it still doesn't, it wouldn't avoid the catastrophe they're claiming is coming. Oh, just this global warming thing is agonizing. I'm glad I can stop my letter writing to the Pope, though. He's finally taking care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been trying uh, to get him week, on the global weekly, warming bandwagon? I was sending yeah, letters to the yeah. Vatican. Pope. Yeah, I get on this. I don't know if you were aware of this. He's get been on, on it for a long time. <laughs> Maybe he was just reading your mind, oh, uh, Jeffy, because I think he's been on it for a while. Huh. Uh, Charles in Texas, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Morning, guys. Uh, Morning. Last time caller. <laughs> just so you know. Okay. Good. good. Uh, <laughs> are you losing your phone, or you just decided uh, you, you don't want to speak into it anymore? Uh, why? Why is that happening? What's happening? You getting an echo? That you said you were a last time caller, didn't you? No, yeah. Okay, all right. Go uh, ahead. Two two simple requests. Mm-hmm. One, uh, quit playing recordings of Ruth uh, Ginsburg. It really <laughs> makes me hot. <laughs> and uh, wow. I've got to get to the office, and, you know, now I've got to air out or something, take another yeah. shower. Yeah, yeah. The other is, uh, with our great American actors, uh, I mean, where would they be today, uh, transgenders, if it hadn't been for great transgender actors like mm, Wesley Snipes and Petri, uh, Patrick Swayze? <laughs> yeah, that was Fu Manchu and all that stuff. Right, and right. And way before that, back in the 50s and 60s, our greatest American Indian actors would have been, you know, Charles Bronson, Chuck Connors. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know anything about Geronimo today if it hadn't been for Chuck Connors. <laughs> he left his tribe to, to get into acting, you know. Yeah, he did. Boy, that was a different time, man. Yes, it was. You couldn't get away with that stuff anymore. No, not even close. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate it. Uh, not G- even close. James in Texas, you're on the Glenn Beck program. I, I had a kind of a question tying into both uh, Travis's call earlier about the, you know, finding jobs and economy and skilled people, but also the immigration debate. I don't really understand fundamentally how Democrats can be against Trump's merit-based approach when a merit-based approach would likely lead to greater amounts of, of uh, South American immigrants and so on and so forth. And the reason is um, that I was a, a, a business professor. I may go back being a business professor in the future. But I used to tell my students on the first day of class, I'd say, how many of you expect to make, you know, 30000 uh, right out of college? No one would raise their hand. And then 40, 50, you know, and above 50, you start seeing hands pop up. And I'd be like, well, you know, you're living in fairy tale land because you're not going to get that right now. But had you gone and learned to become a welder or learned to plumb or something like that and learned a skill that nobody currently has and is a diminishing resource in our community, mm-hmm. you'd be able to demand Seventy-eight thousand, which is like the starting salary of a welder right out of school, is seventy-eight thousand dollars. Well, a marketing person they start out at twenty-seven, you know, and it's because everybody has to now, you know, get a college degree. And Democrats are pounding the table: fifteen uh, fifteen dollar hour minimum wage, and everybody gets free college and everything else. Well, yeah, then we're never going to have any of those trades learned anymore, you know. It's all about, you know, what do people think and blah, blah, blah. And let's learn how to do, you know, for my case, let's learn how to do creative ads and everything else. And be like, nobody does that anymore. 
People need something solved, and you don't have that skill. And that's why, you know, you'll hear so many people from South America, they're hard workers, and they come up here and they work their butt off. Well, if we had merit-based approach and they had those skills, they'd be flowing in and having immediate jobs in this economy. But for some reason, they want to have open borders, send everybody to college, and then have this huge skills gap where nobody can take care of themselves. And then yep. we all have to just turn around and lean on the government. Yep. And they encourage all that. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Jim. Yes, this is a good do. point. And, and they encourage all of that <clears throat> and also encourage them to go to the most expensive schools in the country and then incur this massive debt. That's and, a must. And then whine and complain about it and how they can't survive afterwards. Well... <laughs> If you'd gone, if you'd gone to a trade school like James just kind of suggested, you'd come out and make seventy eight thousand dollars a year. Yep, and many of those with an actual skill. And many of those uh, companies that we have talked to and that we know about, I mean, they provide, uh, they will pay you to learn that skill. Yeah, because they want you to work yeah. for them when it's done, because they have jobs to do, and it's it's fascinating to me that you just wouldn't do that. Yeah, and I just it, don't understand. It. And in school, they just push, you know, they, they they push sameness. Everybody's got to do the same thing. Everybody's got to go to the same schools. Everybody's got to go to the good schools. And you you ha- you must go to the university system or you're going to be a failure in life. And that's right. just hammered into right. their heads. So that's what they think. And they haven't worked their way through school many of them most of them so they're unprepared for the debt structure that they have afterward the parents can't afford it a lot of times they certainly can't and so they take out loans and they owe two hundred thousand dollars at the end of it well that was your choice yeah don't now start whining about it like barack obama barack and michelle who complained about debt even when they were making $5 million a year and had paid off all their debt. I'm sorry, you guys went to, between you, was it three or four Ivy League schools? Of course you've got debt. you got a little debt. You got a little debt. It's okay. They went to Columbia. They went to Harvard. And then uh, she went somewhere else in there too, I think. Princeton, maybe. Did, didn't Michelle go to Princeton? I don't remember, but they went to three, at least three Ivy League schools. Well, you think you got some debt after that? Yeah. What a surprise. What an amazing surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. And one of the things that happens also is that without paying, uh, uh, without paying as you go to school, Mm -hmm. you do lose the idea of that, well, I can stop and start again. You don't have to go straight through uh you know right. I, mean, my, I you know my dad stopped two or three times because he couldn't afford it raising a family you know going to college and yeah. then, he, then he'd go back until he got the degree yeah i mean it's amazing you can you can do that it is I mean, the universities allow that to happen she went to harvard law and princeton princeton i thought i yeah. thought it was yeah. yeah and then she whined i ask you don't we deserve a president who understands what it's like to carry a little loan debt who knows <laughs> That access Yay. to an education shouldn't be based on whether your family can afford it, that we need to train huh. our young people and give them opportunities. Don't we deserve that kind of leader? The, the, don't we deserve the kind of leader that has loan debt? 
<laughs> that what you're asking yes, me? That's exactly what she asked. And you. they cheer it wildly. That's exactly what she asked. <sighs> what a bizarre situation we find ourselves in. Oh. Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Well aware. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Uh, Earl in Ohio, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Yeah, what I was calling about about probably in the neighborhood of thirty years ago, the United States should have offered Mexico statehood because <laughs> Mexico couldn't even afford to drill a well. And if we'd have done that back then. Maybe we wouldn't have near the problems that we've got uh, we, now. Yeah, we may have had. Border. We may have more. <laughs> yeah, it could have gone one of two ways. Um, yeah. could have been a, a disaster as well. However, I, I don't. I, I don't think they would have accepted that. Uh, thanks, Earl. I. I, I don't. Yeah, I you know. Do. I think they want to be their own sovereign nation. Um, there was a time when we could have just taken them and did, in fact, uh, during the Mexican-American War. You uh, colonialist best. <laughs> I mean, we. Uh, of course, you bring that up. We took, of course, you do. Uh, we sent troops all the way to uh, Mexico City, took over their capital city, and we at that time we could have made them. Just we could have made them another That's state. Good. We could have stayed. Just made ourselves at home. Here we are. But we chose not to. You're, you belong to us now. In fact, not only did we give them back that territory and said, "Okay, we're just going to keep you know Texas and that region, California, New Mexico." Arizona. And you're going to be Utah. happy with it. Yeah, and you're going to love it. <laughs> but not only that, we're going to give you $15 million. Uh, why? Right. We just kicked your butt in a war, and now we're paying you uh, to? I, I, so it's amazing the it things sure this is. country does. It sure is. It's amazing. Uh, David in Washington, you're on, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hey, um, you know, going back to the Mexico thing, why don't we put them on the state sponsored of terror? Because the new president <laughs> has actually said... That I know. is going to give the drug cartels free reign and then uh, put a travel ban on them. Well, I don't you think know, he said that he was going to give them free reign, right? Yeah, he I, just said he was going to uh, he was going to make it work, uh, something which meant do nothing, obviously. But it was I don't think he, he actually has. I don't said think that, that I don't think the words he chose no. were free reign. No, that would <laughs> no, that's not a that quote. would have prompted some feedback. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, thanks, David. That would have maybe helped a lot. Yeah, I missed the free reign speech. Yes, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did say some interesting he things did. about and, immigration. And, and he's right in the sense that that's really what it meant. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- yeah. no question. Well, he, wants but, to, he wants to live. Uh, look at all of the people that's that's true. killed in the last right. nine months. That's right. That's right. We want to live. You know, that's a great dangerous, he does. dangerous to cross the drug cartels in Mexico. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, coming up right after this, immediately following this program on uh, theblazeradio.com and theblazetv.com. We don't just go off the air? No. Mm-mm. You can check out the special edition of my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, on the Blaze Radio and the Blaze TV. Did a special show uh, a while ago. The Blaze got talent, and so people called in from all over the country with their special talents. It's really good. It's really I mean, fun. It is, it's a fun it show. Is, if, you, if you heard it the first time, you'll want to hear it again. And if you haven't heard it, you need to listen to Here's it. Here's your big chance. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really good. And you'll see uh, just other people, other fellow listeners that have a talent just like you. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a big heat wave going on in Europe right now. 
Um, and apparently, this was the other day in uh, uh, in Greece. It the passengers were on a uh, flight, and they were not allowed to get off the flight. You know, they were stuck on the yeah, tarmac. Yeah, on the tarmac, which this drives me nuts. Uh, me too. Don't, don't, Let them don't, off the plane. Don't get me started. Let them off the plane. But they stayed there I, for three hours in this unbearable heat with no air conditioning. See that? That's that's uh, that should be a crime. Uh huh. That should be a crime. Yes, it should. I, I and I don't know why when they know it's going to happen. You know, you had that flight a couple of years ago with the, uh, it was maybe 10 years ago now, so it's more than a couple, but it was that JetBlue flight that they were stuck on the tarmac for 11 hours. And, and in fact, the CEO of JetBlue lost his job over that. Good. Um, but, uh, but in this particular case, they were, they were stuck on the plane for three hours. People were passing out. Others were vomiting because it was so hot. And they just, they won't let them get off the plane. I don't understand that. I would probably be arrested. I know I would be. Because if I'm there with my kids or, you know, my wife and my kids or grandkids or whatever, and we're stuck on a plane, I'm going to get a little testy. Yes, I know I would be And you get testy on a plane, you'll be arrested. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And you could, in today's world, you don't even have to get tested. Mm. You just have to make the the flight attendant mad. Yeah, right. With some kind of attitude and they could throw you in jail. They said the temperature in the plane rose to 48 degrees celsius no which, how do we even know what so you've already we don't ruined, there's there's no way know? to know um <laughs> when you use metric measurements they passing out because it was so cold there's, so there's, when you started telling me that it was so hot but. <laughs> there's no way to tell how it, it could have been 15 below or 1500 <laughs> degrees i don't know i mean what is do they need 48? a blanket or do they need air conditioning i don't know what the <laughs> Okay, 40, 48 Celsius is 118 degrees. Now, if you're on a plane and you're in the oh back of the plane and, and it's 118 degrees, tube? come on now. Come on. You've got to let them have yes. some air and get outside. Yes. You know, sometime somebody's going to have a heart attack and die on one of these stranded planes on the tarmac, and you're going to wish you just maybe a, had some people come out and safely, a, you know, accompany them back to the terminal. Yes. Why can't you do that? I don't, I just don't understand it. But you've got this heat wave, and then uh, in in Europe, and it's so hot. Apparently, how hot is it? <laughs> it is so hot that trucks are melting into the road. <laughs> <laughs> they have this gig, uh, yeah. Uh, this bin lorry. Uh, a garbage truck. You know, there's they don't understand what what to call things in England. Have you ever noticed that? This is Greece though, right? A uh, bathroom is a loo and a garbage truck is a bin lorry. Oh, no. That's come on. What's you're, the matter with you people? You're picking up trash. Have we taught you nothing in the last two hundred and forty two years? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it apparently melted into the roadway. Now wow. it was um a heat wave in Britain and Europe is not what a heat wave in Texas is or a heat wave in Florida or anywhere in the Midwest because you know how hot it was when the truck supposedly melted into the roadway? 86 degrees. Oh, my gosh. 86? We do 86. That's now. a winter day for <laughs> yeah, us. That's, that's, 
Don't tell me you were having some no unbearable way. heat wave no and way. people are dying when it's 86. I mean, have we, you're actually, I'm going to go back to a Pat Gray line. Have we taught you nothing? Have we taught you nothing? Years? I Come mean, on. We know, that you, we know that you're still living in some buildings that were built, you know, before the beginning of time. Yes. So right. maybe you put we in a window that. air conditioner. Maybe. With an extension cord to the house. I don't know. Well, this does happen from time. And I realize their summers are incredibly moderate. Their their summers, like 70 is their temperature on a daily basis. Right. Whereas here, it's 100. You know, 18 on an average of 18 days during the summer in Dallas, Fort Worth, it reaches 100 plus. And there's plenty of cities, in, I mean, in all over America that mm. are hot yeah it's 90 plus every day every day it's 95 plus every day and it's hot and it's humid now they don't have that problem in in europe normally it's you know 65 to 75 there which is i can't imagine what that would be like anymore i just i would give anything for 65 to 75 degrees in the summertime you could move there pat summer summer in texas has made me hate summer it does get a tad warm yeah it's it's it does unbearable. Get a tad warm it's unbearable I, so i thought uh you know I've, i lived like we talked before uh where houston and tampa are so humid mm-hmm. and you know you walk outside and it just slams you right into the face man it's, a, it's a, i've forgotten how bad florida was um, until the last time i went down there and it was like oh yeah right. it's it's nasty that's right i mean but but the humidity keeps the temperature from getting above a hundred months. Yeah, it stays. In fact, plus. are you aware that in Tampa, in Tampa, the temperature has never reached a hundred degrees? Yeah, for, for you aware uh, of that? Uh, for a not long in recorded time. history. Not since they since they started keeping records in 1890, it has never hit 100 in Tampa. That's amazing. Um, that to is me. amazing. But we but you get the Gulf breezes coming yes, that cool that's all what, that stuff yeah, down too. Right. The humidity and the that. Gulf yeah. breezes. You know. So I mean, but when you have you know <laughs> ninety days of ninety degree weather and humid and, and it feels like one hundred ten. Yeah. Uh, one hundred ten. Yeah. One hundred ten. One hundred nine. Um, <laughs> one hundred ten. One hundred nine. One or the other. Uh-huh. And uh, it becomes tiring. Oh when yeah. It's every day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's agonizing. So I understand that because the temperatures are so moderate, they don't normally have air conditioning in most because they don't need it most of the year, you know, and then but about once a year, they get a heat wave and it heats up to 85 or 90. Big deal, right? But people start dying in that heat. So here's an idea. Get a window air conditioner, right? Stick it in your window, cool off one room and go stay in that stay room. In that room. How it's dumb not, are these Europeans? Have you learned nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that tough, is it? It doesn't seem to be. It really doesn't. Shouldn't I mean, be. I guess we're the. I guess we're the only country that you know realizes that. Hey, we can live while it's really hot. We're just going to make machines that make it cold. Okay. I guess so. Yeah. Well, and then, and then that's that's where we use some energy obviously because right. uh we're trying to keep ourselves alive right. in a texas summer <laughs> or a florida summer uh it gets out of here though man this is I mean, yeah, this is almost like uh and i know that's you know it's, there's plenty of places all over the world in the country that gets hot but since mm-hmm. we've lived in texas um the north texas here dfw it almost feels like this time of year here mm-hmm. is winter elsewhere because it I, is because you don't want to go outside yeah, that i much. end up saying well you know we'll do it in the fall mm-hmm. right <laughs> right 
my family was going to uh, come down for a visit, and we're going to do a like a family reunion here. And I'm saying, well, 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 let's do it in August. Yeah. And none of them would come in August. <laughs> They're like, nope, we're not coming to the Texas heat in August. All right, you babies. August is starting to cool down a little bit. No problem. You got it. But we'll, we'll, it'll, be, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like 89 at night. Oh, yeah. 89, 90, 91. With a cool breeze, there. you're fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and during the day, it's only like 104, 105. Oh, That's not bad at all. That's not bad. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We've been talking about uh, several things, including the fact that President Trump has supposedly narrowed the list for potential uh, Supreme Court nominees. I'm going to get his exact uh, wording here because, uh, yeah, here's here's what he said. I think I have it down to four people. Okay, good. And I think of the four people, I have it down to three or two. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, then, he, then he says, uh, I think they're all outstanding. Uh, I don't want to say the four, meaning their names, but I have it down to four. I'll have a decision made in my mind by Sunday. We'll announce it on Monday. So that's what he said in uh, Great Falls, Montana yesterday. Thankfully, he didn't go to the mean streets of Helena Oof. because uh, I don't even... You don't want the Secret Service to have to worry about that. I mean, that's that's I, too dangerous. I a trip actually for thought him. about that yesterday too when I saw that he was going to be in Montana. Nah, he wasn't and on I the mean thought, streets uh, of Helena. Wow, that's uh, that's a dangerous <laughs> ground, even for Donald Trump, right? <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. Uh, so he's uh, he's trying to get rid of John Tester, Senator John Tester in in uh, Montana. There's uh, again, there's no reason for Montana, which is a red state. He's the Democrat senator from there. Yeah, Yeah. to have a Democrat senator. But they they do on a fairly regular basis. I mean, they had Max Baucus for years, and that guy became very liberal over time. Started out pretty moderate, but became liberal. And now they've got John Tester. Why? Stop it. Stop it. So hopefully Trump will have some impact there in that uh, particular election. 888-727-BECK. Luke in Pennsylvania. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, uh, your heat thing, it's 90 and flooding up here. So you guys aren't missing out on much up in this part of the world too. Okay. Um, but I was calling in, uh, millennials taking a lot of shots today. And as one of them, uh, I kind of want to call in and just defend us for a second. Okay. Um, we take a lot of shots for being the trophy generation. Everybody needs a trophy. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember at 12 years old being able to afford trophies for the whole team. So I just want to just throw that out I there. Do. Okay. That, uh, we weren't really made. I'd have to put a lot on the adult age for making us this way. Well, like yeah. A little bit of love on that. <laughs> oh, it was our fault. No question. Yes. It was our fault. Um, it was. But as a millennial, was... I will take blame. I mm-hmm. try not to defend my entire generation because you guys probably wouldn't defend everybody in your generation as well. Right. But um, we got some hard workers out there, man. I mean, there's a lot of us that grind every day and. Yeah, I know. For opportunities. Yep. But no, I believe I just it. I want to call in and just. just we're not all that people that you uh we keep getting lit on (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that reminder luke appreciate it we do know that yes we do and and we do know who's responsible for the millennials who are that way who are the participation trophy generation uh and that mindset we know what happened there it was their parents yeah it was their teachers it was their school system and that was all run by adults and that was so, that was that was uh, many people saying, "Oh, it's all right." 
It's just the way it is. We don't want anything. We don't want any kind of adversity to uh, uh, enter their lives until they're, I don't know, 30, and then they won't know how to handle it. I mean, that unfortunately, that wasn't the mindset. No. It should have been the mindset. Well, they won't know how to handle anything if you don't allow any adversity into their lives. If you're giving them participation trophies, if you're changing the grading system for them, if you're dumbing down the curriculum for them, if if you tell them that they're special no matter what they do, if you tell them that everything they do is fantastic, if they can't sing a note and you're saying how great they are, they're going to show up on American Idol and embarrass themselves in front of the country. (laughs) And they do every week. Thinking that they sound good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incre- they because they were told, wow, you are so talented. That and is we all so got a big kick out of uh, Simon Cowell being the guy to take over, take everybody by the helm and say, uh, no. nope, uh, no, uh, that was atrocious. <laughs> Somebody should have said that to no, him. Did anyone in your life sooner. ever tell you this before? Cause yeah. no, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's every year you see that yeah. on America's got talent or, um, uh, American Idol, all of these talent shows. You yeah. see that they've been coddled their whole life. They've been told they're really good. Now, I think some of them are there just to goof on people. Oh, absolutely. Some of them know they're not good. But there are those who and have been told other, their whole lives they really are good, and they think they are. And there's been several uh, that have are, that have been proven that are, you know, radio sh- morning show ho- hoaxes. Uh-huh. You know, those kind of bits. We got yes. all that. But, they're, right. but, it, you know, they're but actually, there are some yes, legitimate yes, millennials absolutely. who think they're great when they suck. Triple eight. 727-B-E-C-K. More Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Coming up. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. Uh, Are there? There's a couple of new job openings if you're a millennial or a... There are. We've been talking about uh, people needing jobs looking for work. Listen, there's there's uh, an employee uh, that was just fired at uh, Starbucks in Philadelphia. So Starbucks yes, in Philadelphia. One. Are they paying uh what do you make 150,000 or so to start? I'm not sure what the salary is <laughs> at Starbucks in Philadelphia with Maybe. a uh to a transportation like a free car provided and uh Look, if keys to your new mansion. Here's the deal. Okay. If you can work out that kind of arrangement mm-hmm. with the owner, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Okay. I mean, it's up to you to do it. All no right. problem. Yeah, th- uh, that particular why employee. There, why is there an opening there? Well, that particular employee uh, made fun of one of the customers that was stuttering. Again, wow, really? Yeah. And wrote it on yeah, the cup? Well, yeah. One and of those and repeated again? it back. Oh. Uh, and repeated it back like he said that his name was uh, Sam, only stuttered it. So she repeated it back. Oh, okay, thanks, Sam. Oh my gosh! And then wrote SSSAM on the cup, you know, because Starbucks. Oh. Uh, I know you don't drink coffee, but Starbucks. When you go there to order something, they put the, your name. I mm-hmm. never tell them my name. I always give them a fake, another name. Oh, you do? Uh, always. Why? Always. Just because it makes me smile. Okay. Yeah. Lloyd, Henry, <laughs> Harvey, whatever. <laughs> Just something. Okay. It just makes me smile. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. So, so, and, and so, so these he complained. People, he complained. He wrote a fa- big Facebook post to Starbucks and uh, com- it was complaining to Starbucks. Was she mocking or did she think See, he was kidding? I, I, because of the fact that they mm-hmm. don't say in the story or they didn't say in the Facebook post complaint that they had an opportunity to say, hey, what are you doing to the barista at the time? You know, mm-hmm. they waited till it was all over to be mad. Yeah. Instead of saying, yo, what? 
what's the problem you know you know better yeah. you know better than to be doing that right i mean my friend here stutters and we're trying to you know you know better than to make fun of it so if perhaps she's hearing people give her names this was kind of the way i was looking at it at first is people are giving her names all day mm-hmm. lloyd henry harvey whatever the name is and so when you get up there and she hears this is sam she, she might think not thinking that it's a stutterer i mean i don't i don't know i'm just trying to you know best case scenario. yeah maybe 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 but if why not say the something there? People. Why not say something there? Yeah. Now, Starbucks didn't necessarily handle it great either, really, because they uh, the original Facebook post, uh, they said, oh, hey, sorry, we don't like our employees like that. Here's five bucks. Uh, we'll send you a $5 coupon. <laughs> wow. So now, the, now the, of course, they've responded and you know, fired, ter- terminated the employee. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to take time off and – work have some other day of education for their employees on how to treat people i don't know i don't know what's going to happen let's let's hope so i mean i thank you and then yeah, there's a place there's so. a place in cincinnati if you don't want to live in philly i get it you go to work for dunkin donuts in cincinnati uh there's a person a job opening there uh a homeless woman uh was out front and came inside to buy a cup of coffee and the employee wrote on the cup uh hey stop hanging out in front of the store if you have a full-time job oh manage gosh management she wrote management on the cup uh the uh i know that's just I know, stupid i know this, that's just stupid this the uh, employee obviously was not a manager and the person who was the manager and the owner said uh no we do not treat people like that and you're fired so i'm guessing that uh, you know i look do businesses want homeless people hanging out in front of their businesses all the time? No. Well, yeah, Starbucks does. In fact, they'd invite them in and have them sit there and I apologize. use the bathroom do, do and most hang businesses, out. <laughs> do most businesses want that? No, no, they do not. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, bananas could go extinct. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of this. Oh, you, it, apparently you've known about well, this it's, problem it's been going on for about three or four years now where they've been really battling this uh this wow. illness that the bananas face and there's only uh you know the bananas that we all <clears throat> love and and cherish here in the united states that's like a uh, one breed you know they're very there's not they're a lot clones. of clones bananas yeah. are clones and so uh so the disease spreads quickly and when they uh, well thank you mr you're welcome Banana expert yeah just off the sudden. top of my head <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, apparently it's Panama disease, major threat to banana crops around the world. But experts are now saying that a special breed of banana found in Madagascar could hold the key to keeping them alive. Nice. But there's only five known trees in existence. See? Big, huh. Big vegetable could go down at any time, man. When the disease hits like that. Well, when you only big have- vegetable, that's fine. I just don't want big fruit to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been creating all this, you know, this great, those apples look great and they're big and they're shiny, but one mm-hmm. little disease, man, poop, you're back to eating the crappy one laying on the ground like we did for years, yeah. uh, years and years. Yeah. I mean, uh, nobody wants to eat the pear that hits the dirt on the ground in the backyard anymore, but those were just as good as they were that they are today. It's, I, I can't believe I haven't heard of this. You've known about this for yeah. a while. They've been battling it for I haven't a while. Heard it. I, it was, it's apparently uh, wreaking havoc with, with banana crops in Asia. Three or four years ago, I thought they originally started. That's when they first started noticing it and talking about it. And I thought I thought they were – actually, I didn't think it was still as bad. 
because I hadn't heard about it. And mm. now you, you, know, you brought it up today, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They've been talking about that. Yeah, they're worried if it spreads to the United States, if it spreads to America, that, that could wipe out the entire world's supply of bananas. Think of that. Can you imagine that? I love bananas. Think of that. You have to start growing your own. Bananas are tough, you know. You ever, you know, in Houston, we had a banana Absolutely. tree. Absolutely, I have too. I had it in Florida before. They didn't taste good, but we had one. Well, they aren't the cloned bananas that you're used <laughs> no. to. They're okay, little, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, did yeah, you grow the little, the little teeny ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can't kill that banana tree. I mean, no. I don't know what kind of disease would wipe. I no. tried to wipe that thing out. It grew so fast was, and so big that I mean, we were continually cutting, cutting it down it to the down to the ground. We had a we had a banana tree, and we also had there was a couple of plants along the side of our house that I about killed the kids in my neighborhood for playing and chopping all those bushes and beating them all down to the ground and making mm-hmm. it look like crap. One day, I think you're back. Oh, I know. Like in a, in a week, they're Think back. back. Oh, they're I, I, mean, resilient, I, I apologize man. to the kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just don't be doing that thing about bushes, but they're fine. Don't but, worry about it. So it must be, I mean, the bananas that we actually eat and the bananas that are grown and you see at the grocery store, are. there must be a different variety because <laughs> the bananas <laughs> I had in Houston were incredibly resilient. You couldn't kill them. But they're not I a, wish we it would have gotten Panama right. disease. <laughs> but they, they also didn't have the taste. No, and that's they didn't right. Have the, they didn't have yeah. the drive that we love, right? Yeah. So the ones that we can't kill, hey, we don't really want to eat them. Don't want to eat them. Yeah. No. So that's why we have the cloned ones, right? They've 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 mm-hmm. made these clones. They're like, oh, people will eat these. These are great. They get ripe, they're good, we're good to go. Okay, great disease. <laughs> yep. That's the way it goes, I guess, huh? Uh triple eight. 727-B-E-C-K. Ron, in Germany, uh, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Yeah. Hey. hey, just wanted to tell you, when you was talking about air conditioning over here in Europe, <laughs> yes. the reason why uh, private households don't have it mm-hmm. is because the cost of electricity is through the roof because of their green energy programs. Oh, my oh, gosh. Really? That, that certainly makes sense, yeah. Oh, that's I, agonizing. I heating oil for my main heating in the winter. Oh, wow. So, yeah. The heater doesn't use electricity, and my monthly electricity bill is 120 euros, which is equates to about 143 dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And you don't even use it. Yeah. They, Amazing. First of all, they have different types of windows over here, and they don't sell window units, but they do sell mobile units, and you got to run the exhaust hose out a door or out the window. <laughs> but uh, yeah, really. Yeah, wow, that is that, you, you, your uh, temperatures were a little wrong there. That the highs have been in the hundreds for the last uh, seven or eight years, but typically our summers are in the eighties and nineties. Eighties and nineties. All right, really? Just not that humid. Okay, uh, because I, I don't think that's the case in Britain, though. I, I think. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, Over there it's a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where we were generally uh, talking about the the temperatures being in the sixty five to seventy five range, and then and then they start whining and complaining when it's eighty six degrees. You know, get a grip. So, Ron, have you actually have in your life ever seen a garbage truck melted to the road in Germany because it was so hot? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what are you doing in Germany? You in the military or? Uh, I talked to you on your own show once, but uh, no, I'm retired military, but stayed here after I got out. Okay, so you must like it over there, huh? Uh, Nah. Put it this way, I still got the blue passport, I'm an American citizen, I'm just a legal resident over here, 
So I'm enjoying the best of both worlds. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Nice. Be safe. Yeah. Uh, Phil in South Carolina. You're on the hey, Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hey, great talk hey. to you. You too. <clears throat> I believe I have a cheap and immediate fix for the illegal immigration problem. And it, we don't even need a border wall. Oh, nice. Well, anywhere in the world, our embassies are considered U.S. property. So we just expand our embassy in Mexico by a couple hundred acres. <laughs> Every time someone comes across the border, we bust them right down there for processing. If they have a legitimate claim to come in, we bring them into the United States. In the meantime, the children are kept with their parents. There's no fence because they're free to leave any time they want. We put up the same kind of tents they have at, at, at uh, where they're holding them now with air conditioning and beds. We feed them, treat them humanely, mm-hmm. and if they have a legitimate complaint, fine. But everyone is kept at the embassy in Mexico. And I think you'll find that after a while, if they're not there for a legitimate reason, they're just going to go on home. But that way, we don't have any expense. We don't need a border wall, and everybody's kept together. Hmm. I mean, I... Kind of like the way that sounds off the, right from the top. There's yeah, got to be something that will be a make you stop that, right? Like Mexico's not going to let you expand the embassy. All right, if we're going to pay for the land, I think they'd love to have it. And then we don't need a border wall, and Trump doesn't have to make now, them pay for why it. Why don't we need a border wall? Well, because when people find out they're just going to get bussed down to our embassy in Mexico... They're less likely to even come across the border to begin with. We'll still have border guards there. Mm-hmm. We'll round them up. But you don't need the wall because they're not going to come over in the masses that they're coming over in now. Because now they know if they just get one foot on the ground, they're here. But once they find out, no, I'm just going to get on a bus and go down to Mexico, you know. It's well, still not got the worth people it. sneaking into the yeah, country, it, though. it hasn't stopped them with the separating their families thing. No. So I don't know that they'll be deterred by going back down to our uh, our embassy. Um, it would certainly take thousands of them out of the country right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it would. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Phil. Appreciate it. Hey, he's trying to think, think of something out of the box. Right. To help us out. Yeah. We're going to build the wall. We're definitely build out of the, the wall, box. mister. <laughs> I don't want that wall. I want to see that thing from space. Yeah. We, we want a wall so high. You can see it from the moon. <laughs> yes. That's what I want. Uh, w- With a closed sign on it. WL in uh, Denton. Yes, Welcome sir. to the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Thank you. Glenn Beck, you're outstanding. You and your crew. <laughs> and uh, my focus is to be on the airline and this three-hour uh, time out on the tarmac. It's ridiculous. I was an airline... Yes. Pilot for 26 years, started with Western, but uh, captain with Delta for my last number of years, and uh, astounding. Captain is in command and in charge of his crew. You see some of the things where they pull off the screaming Oriental, and it's kind of like captain sitting over there with his teeth in his mouth. Right. And it's kind of like you're in charge. And as far as this three-hour thing, they reduced that. It used to be where they could stay out there as long as they want, and as a little bit of uh, insight is once you uh, close the front door, the jetway pulls away, you release the brakes, you're on the clock. So these guys are getting paid as if they're flying, being out there on the ramp for three hours. Wow. And, uh, and that shouldn't happen. Right. And, you know, number two, it's your duty. Hey, I was a combat fighter pilot and flew 417 combat missions in Vietnam, and uh, you get the experience where you find work. Uh, GCA uh, runs the 
uh, flying safety officer into the ground because the radar controller loses sight on the uh, uh, defect in the screen instead of getting them uh, turn vector to final. So from all those missions, by the way, I just got to get it in. Bernie Fisher is one of my heroes, uh, Mormon uh, Congressional Medal of Honor, the A-1 landing to pick up a guy down who was astounding. But as far as this thing with the airlines, it's kind of like with the military. I graduated from the Air Force Academy. I'm not a prima donna. Mm-hmm. Pours dirt, dug ditches, and everything else. But it's kind of like duty on a country in the military. Same way with service, customer service. Oh, and I was supposed to stick the point. I want you I want you to replay all that step. Tetler, Brian, whatever thing again, that was astounding. That was so cool. I when love you that. got up and says, I'm out of here. <laughs> you look uh, great. All right. You, you, all right. Thank, I, I guess I thanks, W.L. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you covered a lot of territory there. Uh, what was the last part? Appreciate then? it. I uh, wanted you to replay the stuff. Replay which the stuff? stuff that we what played stuff so much did of we... The, the stuff that we liked. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I I wasn't sure what stuff he was talking about. No, it was the, the stuff. Okay, the Hitler stuff. I think. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? I think I don't know the Hitler stuff. I don't know. We'll, we'll you know, replay we'll that. Play that. Yeah. All right. We'll I mean, uh, we'll get to that ahead. in just a minute here. <laughs> uh, appreciate your service too. Thank you, W L. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for your service. Oh I mean, my gosh. And and he makes a great point. On look, those pilots and <clears> the people in charge. That sitting there with their arms crossed, not doing anything, has... It's unbelievable to me. Absolutely agonizing. Unbelievable. I mean, there's no reason to keep people uh, in that tube... Right. ...when it's 120 degrees in there. Stop it. And you're you're just sitting there for three hours? Come on now. It's insanity. And you're, you're locked in your little, your little cubby up front. It's uh-huh. all good. Right. No. Ridiculous. 888-727-BECK. Uh, we're talking about the heat in uh, Europe. Apparently, Southern Cal is about to get some potentially dangerous heat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Forecast is predicted would send the temperature soaring to record levels I and hope. create conditions that could spread wildfires. I hope we don't lose any garbage trucks melted to roads or Me anything. Me too. Me too. Uh, according to uh, meteorologist Alex Tardy, he says we could shatter, shatter some records. San Diego County community of uh, El Cajon, for example, was forecast to hit 43.3 degrees Celsius. Well, well we don't. nobody knows how hot that is. Uh, it could be 18 below, could be 400 degrees above. I don't know. <laughs> what you is what? that? There's I no way like, to tell. I feel like all these weather stories They're now. They're trying to jam this stuff down our throats. They continually are starting to use the metric <clears throat> system all the time. They're trying the metric They're thing forcing again. forcing it down my throat. You've noticed Every that too? story. Yes. It's really getting yes. annoying. Now, it's 110 degrees in San Diego, and they're not used to that. No. It's 72 and perfect every day. So they're getting just a little taste of Texas weather. <laughs> You'd almost say, if it weren't for dangerous heat... Uh, you'd almost say, eh, welcome to our nightmare. <laughs> so not only do they have the Celsius reading here of 43.3, then they say breaking waves could reach three meters on some beaches. See. What? See, That's Is a- that 800 feet high or is it five <laughs> inches? I don't know. We There's don't no know. way to tell because it's metric. 
And that's not what we do in this country. We said no to that. Oh, we rejected this a long that's time ago. That's websites trying to appeal to people down, you know, looking at their stories all over the world. You know what? It Make them read Feet and Inches. <laughs> yes. Okay? If they live in another country, let them figure it out. Right. We said no. Let them Google it and convert feet Thank you. to meters or whatever metric thing they use. Or I don't know, learn it. Learn it. I don't want to hear about <laughs> kilometers. I want miles. Pissing me off, man. They're, I don't want to see any damn, Celsius. I want you, Fenahyte. More, more and more stories just continue to throw it in my face. I've noticed that to too. Me off. I've noticed that too, and it's got to stop. Yes, and, and well, that has to be a. Uh, we've got to stop. We got somebody's got to bring that to President Trump's attention. <laughs> Somebody has to bring that to President Trump's attention. He's got to take care of this. It might be the most pressing issue facing. <laughs> The United States of America today. I don't care about the Supreme Court thing. Whatever. I don't care about the EPA thing. No, stop this the metric got thing. got to be taken care of. Stop the metric system now. <laughs> <laughs> you remember What's-His-Face, who uh, during his campaign promised... Oh, yeah, yeah, to the metrics, right? Uh, what was that guy's name? Oh, man, it was oh. up in uh, Massachusetts, Maine. Not, the not Massachusetts. Northeast, though. Vermont. Northeast. New Hampshire. Oh, I can remember who the oh guy it was, was. Uh, Chafee. Oh, yeah, Chafee, yes. Yeah, Chafee. <laughs> well, you're looking for Chafee. I'm just telling you to remember to listen to the Pat Gray program coming up right after this program uh-huh. uh, on the Blaze Television and the Blaze Radio Network. Right. Because uh, we are broadcasting a show that we recorded uh, a month and a half ago or so of, of Blaze Got Talent. And you're going to just you're gonna find, hear, you're hear talent from all over the country. Tremendous talent on the show. I mean, it's seriously, awesome. no joke. Great talent on the show. A lot show. of fun. Uh, uh, thanks for being here. Have a great weekend. And uh, Glenn, we'll be back on Monday right here. Glenn, Beck, Mercury.